welcome to the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. I'm David Lorimer, co-editor of a new book, Spiritual Awakenings, Scientists and Academics Describe Their Experiences. It's published by the Academy for the Advancement of Post-Materialist Sciences and is available in paperback and Kindle editions. In this series of weekly podcasts, we'll be sharing the 57 original essays together with introductions and epilogue from my co-editor, Professor Marjorie Willicott. We hope you enjoy them. Chapter 44, Illuminating Consciousness Through Extraordinary Experience, Evan Alexander III, MD. Growing up in a scientific household felt like a blessing. My adoptive father was a globally renowned neurosurgeon fascinated by science, even outside of his specialty. His own father had been a general surgeon who instilled in him a rich religious faith, honed by regular attendance of a Presbyterian church. My father read from his New Testament pocket Bible all through his two-and-a-half-year deployment in the Pacific Theater during World War II, and regularly resorted to prayer in his work as a surgeon. For him, there was never any conflict between his belief in a Christian God and his pursuit of science. My parents instilled Christian values with regular church attendance and daily prayers. Growing up in the 1960s and 70s, I wanted to believe what I was taught in church, but I always understood that science was the actual pathway to truth and devotedly followed the latest advances in Scientific American. When I started college in 1972 at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, my heart was set on studying astrophysics. But after spending a summer working as an orderly in the operating room, my passions shifted to medicine with a devotion to helping people heal. My advanced training in medicine focused on highly technical aspects of evolving neurosurgical practice, leading me to further question my childhood religious teachings. As a neurosurgeon, I fully adhered to conventional scientific views of reductive materialism and could not comprehend how consciousness or a soul could exist independently of the body. Patients, families, and nurses would report inexplicable phenomena, but I held to promissory materialism, believing these occurrences would all someday be explained by a deeper understanding of the brain's complexities. My worldview was entirely turned on its head in November 2008, when I suddenly entered a deep, week-long coma due to an aggressive and near-lethal case of gram-negative bacterial meningoencephalitis. During that coma, I experienced the richest, most detailed, and multifaceted events of my entire lifetime, a near-death experience, or NDE, apparently taking place in a non-physical spiritual realm, all while my neocortex and brainstem were suffering major disruption. One of the most remarkable qualities was the ultra-reality compared with normal consciousness in the material world. This was tightly coupled with the ineffability or inadequacy of our language to describe such events. If I had to boil this entire message down to one sentence, it would run this way. You are loved. The trickle of consciousness with which we are most familiar consists of a here and now in the physical realm and a confined sense of self is massively constricted compared with the flood of consciousness across time and space and beyond apparent selfhood 
that I witnessed while I was perceived by family and caregivers as being in deep coma. Modes of acquisition of information consisted of becoming huge swathes of the scenes in a process I call knowledge through identification. If the brain were truly responsible for generating conscious experience, my robust memory should have been impossible. And yet it had happened. In the months after recovering, the documented damage to my neocortex and brainstem revealed that my brain was far too incapacitated to have generated any dream or hallucination. Bundled with this profound mystery was the fact of my full recovery, which appeared miraculous from a medical perspective. An objective case report of my medical records by three physicians who were not involved in my care, but were amazed by my extraordinary recovery, confirms the stunning nature of my case. This near-death experience had one major feature that is uncommon in other such cases. During my entire coma experience, I had absolutely no memories of my life on Earth, no language, knowledge of Earth, or this universe, essentially a tabula rasa, or empty slate, on which to have the experience. Early on, as I was learning of the damage to my neocortex, and while many of my memories, including semantic knowledge, had not yet returned, I crudely assumed the memory loss was due to neocortical damage, defaulting to my prior views of memory being stored in the neocortex, but this was soon disproven as my memories fully returned. This challenge and the miraculous nature of my recovery energized my search for a deeper understanding of the whole experience. As I read more of the NDE literature, to which I had paid no attention until my coma, I came to realize that the spiritual guide one encounters is often of central importance in one's life. I would have expected to see front and center my adoptive father, who had passed over four years before my coma, and yet he was nowhere to be found. Instead, my comforting spiritual guide was a beautiful young woman who accompanied me through the Gateway Valley, an intersection of earth-like and spiritual realms. Her message came directly into my spiritual awareness with a profound sense of personal connection. And yet, in spite of that deep familiarity, when I returned to this world, I had no idea who she was. When I received a photo of my birth sister, Betsy, received four months after I awakened from coma, in the setting of reading a similar story in a book by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, I was utterly shocked to recognize my spiritual companion to be my birth sister, who had passed from this world in 1998, two years before I even learned of her existence. My journey in the 13 years since that revelation has been one of reconciling my scientific worldview with my personal spiritual experience. I was forced into realizing that the basic tenet of materialism, that is, consciousness arises from the brain, was fundamentally incorrect. And this caused me to recast the entire foundation of my belief system. The memories of my NDE remain as fresh as if it all happened yesterday, providing a reference point that I've used in daily meditation to unify a more complete understanding of the nature of reality one that is leading towards the concept that the brain and the entire physical world arise from primordial consciousness. My scientific journey 
has focused on the study of evidence supporting the primacy of consciousness in the universe as a layer of information assimilation integration that guides the emerging will of the universe. Thanks so much for downloading the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. Do join us for the next episode.